Cinemax isn't. No, Skinemax. No, no, stop it. What is going on, guys? This is Grabs Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to the Mets again. Oh, God. And what the heck is going on over there in Queens? Leave my team alone. The Steve, Mets are good at Mets, bro. This is what we do. Steve Cohen is no longer trying to buy the Mets. That's the best offer that we're going to get. Shh. And now... Why do we got to talk about the Mets? We all know they're... Knicks! Worse. Also, my team. I don't know what are you. I don't argue. Can, can we, can nah, I think it? I think it's that orange and blue. It's that orange and blue. It's tainted, son. Yeah. As he wears an orange and blue. That's why I wear my Mets blanket. <laughs> you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples Apps. It's Grapples, the number two apples. Remember, you don't like that SoundCloud? We are on that Google Play Music or that Apple Podcast. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. I am, of course, one of your hosts, the very sensual, the very tight, Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, Shadesa. Joined by my hetero life mate, as usual. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespeare and Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Not Mr. Thrill. Senor. We are two weeks. A week, a week, a week, right? I would say a week removed. A week, a week away, a week away, a week away. We are a week removed from WrestleMania. Oh, WrestleMania, oh my WrestleMania. God. I did this on the last episode. I said WrestleMania again. Royal Rumble. Rumble. I'm trying to get over this whole WrestleMania. I'm trying to start the season new. Maybe they'll give us new light or something like that. No, but they're still. Negative. Uh, well, what did um? What was it? Was it King Ross at the time? It was like. Uh, New era, same old BS. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. Okay, okay, okay. We don't have much in the way of news. Mm -hmm. We have some Raw, some WNW, Wednesday Night Wars for you uh, lean people, and uh, some uh, SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Can't get into any of that unless we ring that bell. So as we discussed last week, Vince McMahon decided to fire two higher-ups, Barrios and I forget her name. Uh, I want to say Michelle Williams, but that's probably false. I think that sounds right. From (laughs) Melissa Williams or It's something Williams. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Williams and Barrios were let go. And it turned out that they were let go because, according to Vince, they differed on the big picture when it came to WWE and the network. Do you have Vince's big picture? And I'm using quotes for this. Unfortunately, th- like that big picture wasn't discussed, but I think that's kind of implied when they get to the, the financial conference call, mm-hmm. um, the quarterly conference call, where that's where this information came from. Uh, it looks like... So the revenue for WWE as a whole over the past year over the past quarter, is up. I believe the revenue is as high as it's ever been. However, their house show numbers, merchandise numbers, and uh, subscription numbers are way down. Mm-hmm. So, from my understanding, and this is, at this point, it's kind of conjecture based on, or more, 
inference based on, on information that was provided, <clears throat> Barrios and Williams maybe wanted to keep WWE Network the way it is and maybe go with the tiered option that they were looking to do mm-hmm. while Vince is looking to outsource the WWE Network and perhaps even sell the rights to his pay-per-views, including WrestleMania. So we'll no longer get it for free with your uh, network subscription. You'll now have your subscription, and the pay-per-view will be separate. So Something you'd have to pay simil- for that. Correct. So, uh, I mean, in the past, uh, WrestleMania is probably like 80, $89.99 or something like that. I mean, so I think, you mean to tell it, me like we would have to pay to watch WrestleMania. Correct. Or any pay-per-view for that matter. Correct. Uh, even being um, universe, uh, universe, um, network subscribers. Network subscribers. I believe it would be more for the big four pay-per-views, and the B pay-per-views would still be free on the network. So basically, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble would be on Money in the Bank, presumably also. Well, that's like a a pseudo big five. Like the honorary fifth of the big four. Yeah. Uh, So those would get outsourced to like a... Pay-per-view or a a Fight TV. Like a Bleacher Report Report or something like that. VR Live, exactly. So they would be responsible for airing that for a paid number. Uh, presumably 50 or $60 is what main pay-per-views are going for nowadays, other than, like, monster fights like Mayweather and... and uh, McGregor? McGregor was how much? Like, 90 that we I think paid it was for like, that? I think it was, like, 80 or 90 bucks that we paid for that. Something like that? And, like, for instance, John Jones is fighting this weekend, and, and the pay-per-view is uh, $59.99. And right. I was like, I'm going to stream that off of a second-hand website. Yeah, we'll say that on, 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 on recorded live airways, so the people at, you know... There's Shades is not on paper, baby. They don't know who Jeremy Osorio is. Damn it! <laughs> so I so I think that's kind of the discrepancy between McMahon and these two higher ups that were fired is that McMahon wants to go in this direction because subscriptions are down to kind of so apparently the network has been losing money for years because they have so much content on there. And I mean, how, only... how can you not lose money? I'm sorry for interrupting right. you. How can you not lose money when you're showing literally all your pay-per-views? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you pay, we're Tournaments, specials. Ten, $10 a month, right? $9.99 as they, like, to advertise. Right. We had this... Uh, before uh, Grapples the Apples had the actual uh, WWE Network, mm-hmm. you were using your brothers. Right. I was using my nephews. Right. Uh, Multiple people can share mm-hmm. uh, accounts, yeah. and that's how you get around the system. Right. You know, to show a pay per view for ten dollars a month, it's a steal. It's an for sure. absolute steal. One hundred percent. I mean, sure, you get your you know your documentaries or this or that, whatever. But I I knew all through it. Once they they said, hey, we're like introducing the WWE Network uh, pay per views for free. Mm-hmm. Essentially for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, how can they... Uh, it's not a sustainable... Exactly. How can they sustain what they're doing? Because no. all I got to do is pay $10 a month, and I get a $40, $50 pay-per-view yeah. for the price of $10. And That's with it. their pay-per-view schedule, if you time it right, you're pretty much getting two pay-per-views... For free. For free. Like, hey... Uh, uh, subs- uh, you know, first-time subscribers, subscribe now during the Royal Rumble, and you'll get uh, uh, what's the next pay-per-view? Uh, elimination Shum Chamber for free. Yeah. So you get Elimination Chamber free, which means you also get NXT Por- Takeover Portland for free. Mm-hmm. 
It's yeah, yeah. How can you make money like this? Yeah. Like I said it's not a sustainable business model. No. <clears throat> and so that's what they were discussing the tiered model, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I was okay with the tiered model, where you have your basic free, mm-hmm. your ten dollars a month, mm-hmm. and then maybe like a twenty or thirty dollars a month, and that's the one that has the keys to the kingdom. I, I'd say you know? twenty dollars a month. Give, give whatever your, it is, whatever. Give you ten dollars a month, you get you get access to like your um your vaulted stuff and stuff like that, but you don't get access to your pay per views or not not the the big fours. Maybe you get all the B's pay per views because that's mm-hmm. the big thing is that they understand that no one's paying for TLC, no one's paying for uh, Roadblock End of the Line. No, that's not a thing anymore. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like no one's paying for that. Yeah. So that's kind of the the one of those things where like if you're going to continue to have any sort of free or, or paid model, those have to be free. Mm-hmm. If you make those paid for, no one's buying them. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You're going to get a bunch of people who are only buying the big force, and that's it. So those have to remain free in whatever model you're, you're doing. Um, but it, apparently that's the, the reason why that was a big thing they couldn't see eye to eye on. And that came out in the quarterly phone call, the quarterly report for their financials. So... Their stock has continued to, to, to drop. I think it is, if I'm not mistaken, at an all-time low right now, or it was at an all-time low a day or two ago, mm-hmm. where, you know, people are, some financial advisors are saying, hey, if you're really, really, really into the business, you might want to go ahead and buy now, uh, because it can only go up. So, as of... Right now, it was like twenty a share, something like that. Forty forty two fifty three, and it's down four point four three percent. There you go. And it's only been dropping. Yeah. The last month, it was at sixty five. I'll say about sixty three, sixty four dollars. And it, it kind of like uh, it wavers there, a little bit, yeah. And then it plateaued at sixty uh, fifty nine oh nine in January at the end of January, mm-hmm. and then it just took a nosedive at since the last like last year for i mean for most businesses when there's a change in the top of the company there's usually a drop in 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 stock shares because there's that uncertainty there's that concern of you know where is this company going to go so that's not too surprising especially with the information coming out of the report so their shares dropping makes a lot of sense um the big concern is what are they going to do with their pay-per-views because apparently when they asked Vince how soon can this outsourcing happen, he said very soon. So presumably this year's WrestleMania could end up being aired on pay-per-view by any 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 of Showtime, the, yeah. HBO, Ooh. Ooh. uh Worst case scenario, Fight TV. In which case, I'm not watching it. Why? Why not? What's your What's your gripe with Fight TV? Fight TV is terrible. Really? Did you forget when uh, you were away and we we're watching Royal Quest? I don't because I was uh, on a cruise ship in the Caribbean. Yeah, but I told you about how it kept crapping out and everyone was losing their minds about how bad the feed was. Again, I was like probably 45 margaritas in <laughs> in the Caribbean. <laughs> But yeah, Fight TV, I, I, me and Fight TV do not get along. So if this ends up being outsourced to Fight TV, which probably not, because I don't think Fight TV can afford WrestleMania. They can't afford the WWE. That's what I'm saying. I mean, okay, so let's use Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report has um, BR, Live. B- BR Live. Mm-hmm. 
uh, usually airs AEW stuff. Yes. Will they? No. No shot. I mean, no WWE is more of a. Like, you get WWE, that's your golden goose right there. But you're, no? there's, there's definitely some sort of contractual obligation with AEW so that they're your only professional wrestling on there. So, WWE's only option after that would be. Um, what the heck is this called? Give me a second. The Zone. Oh, the Zone? Yeah, The Zone. It was like D A Z N. Yeah, yeah. Which is Dazen, actually. Um, would be DAZN and um, they would air or their pay per on they there. They just do direct to the cable for subscribers. <sighs> which would stink for us because I don't have cable anymore. So I wouldn't have a way Exactly. Of I mean, m- <sighs> if they're smart, they're looking for a streaming platform. Yeah, I mean, no, one's, no one has cable anymore. Everybody has right. a streaming service. Right. <laughs> so for them to outsource uh, WrestleMania, they would have to outsource it to a a relatively well-known streaming service. So it has to be a BR Live or a DAZN because... Or an HBO. Why HBO, though? Because they, they're... Hello, they've been doing boxing for God knows how long. Why can't they do wrestling? They already have the, the infrastructure for something like this. But... HBO sold that field, though, you know? How so? They've never showed anything wrestling-related, you know? That's where thing, That's where you start new relationships. This whole thing is unprecedented. Mm. If you're not going to go directly through cable, then you have to go through other means, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So what means are available? You have Fight. You have BR Live. You have DAZN. You have Showtime, you have HBO. I don't know what else you have. Skinamax. No, they don't. Cinemax isn't. No, Skinamax. No, no, stop it. <laughs> so unless, and this is my question, because this would be the gold. This is not the golden goose, but this would be like the the for sure fire. Does Fox have any sort of streaming pay per view capabilities? Because you, I can see that being, well, we already have your TV contract for Friday Night SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just air your pay-per-views also? The thing is, there's no um, pay-per-view. Uh, Fox doesn't have a pay-per-view thing. They have the, but don't they have an app, though? Yeah, but so what? The app's free. Okay, but you can if you have an app where you can stream things, then all you got to do is program it so that you can order something to be streamed on that app. It's it's simple programming for someone would, who knows how to do that. They would probably charge forty or fifty dollars, and no one's going to pay that. If, if they have no choice, they have to. I'm letting the cat out of the bag here, but there are plenty of uh, secondhand streaming services that you can watch anything, literally anything. A hundred percent. And how many pay per view buys is AEW doing? Honestly, a I don't lot. Know. Are they? Yes. I mean, it's a new company. People want to support the company. I mean, I've, I've spoken to you about this. Hey, we can stream this secondhand. You're like, I would much rather pay I want, I want $50 support. a month. Uh, not a month, but uh, $50 for the pay-per-view just to support the new company. For sure. And I was just like, I'm a brokester. <laughs> so I would much rather not pay. Well, that's why I always try and get as many people together as possible. It lowers the bill. But anyway. That's why we watch AEW at Tommy's house. That's right. Um, so... If AEW can do pay-per-view buys, 
You're telling me WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, for sure those two alone mm-hmm. aren't going to do buys? People will spend 50 bucks for the Rumble and for Mania. I mean, again, okay, so your big fours are, are the exceptions. Your SummerSlam, SummerSlam's kind of like the weakest out of the four. Survivor Series is the weakest out of the four. I beg to differ. SummerSlam is the biggest party of the summer. You're talking about, they, Don't use their freaking slogan. I will no, slap you in your face. I'm purposely using it because they advertise it and they push it like hell. Yeah, just because they push it doesn't mean it's their best paper. Uh, they, I'm not saying it's the best of the big four. In terms of how they tier it, it's Mania, Rumble, SummerSlam, and then it's like Survivor Series and Money in the Bank are neck and neck. They don't care about Survivor Series. I'm, but, but the way they booked Survivor Series the last two years in terms of like getting, at least this year for sure, this past year, NXT. It's booked being, in, like, interestingly, but it doesn't mean they care about it as much. They put all their money to SummerSlam. The takeovers, they put this whole extravagant. Every, big, every big four has a, a takeover attached to it, except Royal Rumble. What feels bigger, the three take the four takeover in New York's, or that's not fair though. It take the takeover in New York's were like, like and, there's and no name flaw me, and name me one takeover that was associated with Survivor Series. Exactly um, my point. Wait a second. I, hey, no, 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 no. Without looking uh, it up. Nah, I'm, I'm doing some research. See, but that's my point. That's my point. They invest so much to SummerSlam and SummerSlam weekend that even this year than it wasn't in New York, get, do you know where it was? I remember. Wait, which one? SummerSlam this year. Uh, Toronto. Ex- exactly my point. Where was Survivor Series this year? Uh, exactly my point! Hold on, hold on. I got You're this. You're proving my point! Shh, I got this, I got oh this. Oh my god. You're proving my point. How dare you? I'm the historian... I'm supposed to be <laughs> doling out information like, oh my god, I <laughs> my world has been turned upside down. I told you. Hold on, hold the phone, sister. November had war games. Uh, war games. You uh, had to look uh, it up. You had to look it up, which was proving oh, my I, point. I'm so dumb. I was like Portland, Oregon. I was like, actually it was in Rosemont, <laughs> Illinois. What an idiot I am. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Where I'm was the president called Chicago? Oh, did you hear that Double or Nothing's going on sale? And they're going to be at the MGM Grand? Back in Vegas. Back in Vegas. Guess who? Only makes sense. Oh, well, yeah, duh. Because, you know, Double or Nothing, Gambling Vegas. Yeah, I got it. Uh, two birds in a hand is worth one in the something like that or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am full bizzle mode right now, by the way. Full bizzle. Full bizzle. Chicago. Yeah, they were in the Rosemont also. So, suck an egg, will the thrill. The Poetarian, you, Shakespearean candidate, you're wrong. Major English, you're wrong. You're proving my point. Shut up, just continue. I mean, I don't have much else to add in terms of the WWE. All State Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Not even Chicago. It was just like... Chicago. Chicago. Oh, by the way, another um, wellness policy bust. Samoa Joe. Oh no! Yeah, he switched from Advil to Tylenol. <laughs> Who knows? I, I, I was like I said, I was listening to. I love I, I the wellness you, policy. I spoke to you earlier about this, and I was like, uh, I was listening to the podcast, like you know, back just mm. to get some feedback for myself and yourself and whatever. Mm. And I'm just like, we're talking about the wellness policy, and it's just like, yeah, you know, the wellness po- wellness policy is not always about steroids or anything like that. It's, mm. it's, you know, it's, it's medication stuff. And I was like, but that's not sexy. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> that's not sexy. sexy. Like. 
that's not that's not a headliner. That's not a like like. But I think it's I'm J. Jonah Jameson right now. Like 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 get me like Spider Man. Like see to me it's the opposite. The fact that it's it it's be so arbitrary makes it so comical to me that it's like I'm more intrigued that someone can get busted for a thirty day suspension for a wellness policy because they forgot to tell someone hey I switched to Tylenol. Versus, oh, they got buzzed for steroids. It's wrestling. Of course they are on steroids. Like, I mean, you know? get Samoa Joe and he ain't on steroids. No. Oh, pudgy no. ass body. No. <laughs> oh, pudgy body. Yeah, old Hugo over there. Yeah, old Hugo over old there. Old Hugo over he there. He probably got busted for, like, forgetting to tell him that he switched, like, from, from Turkey to Pastrami or something. From to Burger King. Damn. That's a fat joke. I'm sorry. That, that, that's, that's wrong. I'm not, gonna, I'm not fat shaming Samoa Joe. I love Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Samoa. Sam- Samoa. Sorry. One of the be- absolute best hype theme songs in WWE. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. I can... Uh, never mind. I'm going I'm I'm to walk home to Samoa Joe's theme song. And arguably the best mic man in the company right now. I'll say debatable just because The Miz... Yeah, let's look past his hook. Let's look past his his face thing. Heal Miz. Don't get me wrong, Miz is good on the mic, but there's something about Joe's performance on the mic that's unreal. You know why? Because the Miz is more like a um, you guys don't believe in me, and I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah. And Joe's like, I'm going to show you and beat the crap out of whoever the hell's in front of me. But also, like the way he like he's so articulate. The words he uses, no, he's no the dummy. way he uses it, it's just like, you could tell me you're watching wrestling, you could tell me I'm watching an Oscar-nominated scene, and I'd be like, sure, either way. Mm-hmm. Because Samoa Joe's just that good. Not during the AJ Styles stuff, but the Wendy. Wendy! But, I mean, even in TNA, I, I mean, I, I didn't really like follow his ROH stuff, but in TNA, he was... His mic is incredible. His his mic work is is when he's on, he is absolutely 100%. on. Like Kevin Owens, uh, the Miz, Joe. See, Kevin Owens and the Miz are more comparable to me because they're more the everyday layman promo delivery, and that's what works for them. They're the everyday. They're the guy who could be your neighbor, but he's Kevin Owens and he's the Miz. Where Samoa Joe speaks like he's a thespian, and you're like. Oh, oh, okay. Whatever you say, Joe, because that was amazing. First of all, I don't appreciate you using words like thespian and stuff I'm like sorry. that. Right? You gotta, you gotta dumb it down for your boy Shades over there. <laughs> I like to play the rude, but uh, you know what I'm saying? the thespian stuff. I don't. You, you, I feel like you insult me, and, and, like, and, and like the red hook is coming out of me. And like, I feel like I gotta slap you just, just out of principle, you know? I gotta slap you out of principle, like out of thespian principle. <laughs> But, like, no, all jokes aside, it's like, Joe, you put a mic in his hand, he knows what to do with it. Right, 100%. And it's very, especially nowadays, it's very rare that you can find a guy that can do that. Mm-hmm. Am I boring you? No, I'm sorry. It's just, just a long night? Bro. Long week. A one-hour train ride to be two hours today. I'm sorry, a 45-minute train ride to be two hours. Um, I drive... So I don't know what a train is. Can you explain this to me? Man, shut up. Move on, you jerk. 
So, I don't even know where we're at. We're all over the place right now. We went to the Takeovers and Survivor Series and Joe and this and that. Long story short, that wraps up our news for... No, we didn't. We, we, the what most do you mean? The most important news of all. What is that? Buddy Murphy now dropping the buddy part because he's not your buddy friend. And he's not your friend guy. He's not your... Fr- oh, damn, hold on. Oh, you messed it up. Me, actually, Ray, Ray and I were on Facebook going back and forth on this whole thing. Oh, was it? Buddy, buddy guy, guy friend. Guy friend, friend yeah, okay. South Park. Jiminy Jiminy Cricket. I love South Park. We were watching South Park. We were just watching South Park. Yeah. So, Buddy Murphy dropping the buddy part of his name because he's no buddy of yours. He's he's just Murphy now. Seth Rollins and Murphy are tag team champions. I I get a real RoboCop like vibe with the Murphy. Murphy. (laughs) Some of you guys are too young to understand that. Murphy Murphy does not sound like a cool or intimidating name to me at all. Buddy Murphy was better for me. I to me like Buddy Murphy was like okay cool that's Buddy Murphy. Like if I knew a guy named Murphy, I'm not thinking of like. I get unfortunately. I get like a Poindexter kind of. No 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 I get real redneck vibes. From Murphy. Murphy. No they can't spell Murphy. That's rude. (laughs) That's rude. That's Robert rude. Ooh. Yeah, I was I was I wasn't on point with that Bud Light coronavirus thing, but no, <laughs> we're here today. <laughs> Welcome to the Shade. <laughs> Welcome to the Shades Penitentiary. You good? Nah, yeah, I'm good. Continue, please. Okay, so let's let's move on to the week that was in professional wrestling. Raw. Raw. No, I'm kidding. I can't do that. This is, a, this is a, a family show. I couldn't, like, uh, I can't. You good? Yeah. I, I told you, I'm full bizzle today. <laughs> full bizzle today. Okay. I, I got the ears and the headphones to the ears and the nose, <laughs> the whole thing. <sighs> Boy. Let's go to Raw. Let, let's go to Raw. So, I'm going to get this out of the way because I have to. The return of Ruby Riot. And and a change of uh, the Thrills shorts. <laughs> so anyone who knows knows that I, I, I like me some Ruby Riot. Uh-huh. Me like me some Ruby. So Lana and Liv Morgan have another match. Yawn. Because reasons. Yawn, yawn. Liv Morgan wins. Yawn again. As the match ends, we get the music of the Riot Squad. Well, it was always, it's actually Ruby, it was always Riot. Ruby Riot. Yeah, it's always Ruby Riot. Yeah. So... The music hits. Lynn Morgan has a look on her face, like, "Oh my god!" Like she looks happy. She looks surprised. Later. She's, <laughs> she's excited. Uh, Ruby Riot comes down. The crowd is popped. She's coming down with a smile on her face. She's like, "Yeah, da da da." Gets in the ring. She looks like they're about to hug, and instead, she just beats the bejesus out of Lynn Morgan. So, this is good and bad. Usually, when you come back from injury, you come back as a face. Yeah. You get that crowd. Natural pop, inclination. Fans and you have you have the fans uh, reciprocating the love and all right, this. Right, like, right. She, her music hits, they pop, mm-hmm. and she comes down like, "Hey, Liv, miss me?" Right. With her Emerald City hair and. Ugh. Uh, I, as I, much as I love Ruby, the green is not a good look. Yeah, I actually prefer the red. I mean, I'm more of a hundred percent. The red looks so much better on her than the. Yeah, than the I mean, but for me, red does just does things in shades, shorts. The green just doesn't work on her complexion. She's also she just looks like one giant booger. And again, this is coming from someone who, like... Looks like a giant booger. Look, oh, man. Well, that's rude. I'm sorry. That hurts. 
that's coming from a guy who's legitimately very attracted to Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. So seeing her come out, I was like, oh man, what the heck is why, this? Why you look like a giant mogul? <laughs> exactly. I was like, that's that's not what I signed up for. It's Emerald Riot now. It's Emerald Riot. Emerald Riot. So she 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 gets she's she's saying, the I'm big, sorry, yeah. she returns. She gets the big pop. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks she's back as a face, and then she just boom quickly right. changes. Oh, I snapped twice just now. Um, changes back to her heel persona and beats the bejesus out of Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. Now. You get two things out of this. Mm. Is the Liv Morgan Lana lesbian angle done? I think it died after week one. Uh, it's been dead. First yeah. of all, I'm asking, asking, is it done? Right, like, right. Are right. we done with this? I Can we so. finally be done with this? And is she going to feud with uh, Ruby Riot? Now, all three members of the Riot Squad are now uh, technically now on Raw. You have. Sarah Logan, who's so true in the abyss. It's so true. Oh my uh, God. Liv Morgan, who was on SmackDown and then became Lana's lesbian lover, and now they she's on Raw. They split them up just to put them back on the same show. Split up. Are <laughs> they going to? Uh, are we getting the band back together? No. Like type thing. No. I think now that they split them up, I think they're going to let the three of them try and figure out their solo careers. Apparently, Heyman is very high on Liv Morgan, so I, I would much rather him. Again, out of the three of them, Ruby Riot. I, I would much rather him behind Ruby Riot. Hundred percent. And I would much rather Ruby Riot do her own thing because, I mean, let's Agreed. face it. Agreed. She's the best out of the three, without question. Um, and she's head and shoulders. Dare I say it? She has potential to be one of like at least the number two female on the roster. I mean, remember the match with uh, when with Liv Morgan's concussion? She called she the rest of the, the match, match on, on the, the fly. fly. Yeah, Liv, uh, Ruby Riot had like she's a ring general. I, I get flack for my bias, but she legitimately is a fantastic in ring worker. She's a with emerald, a ton of experience. She's an Emerald Volter. She, <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a ring. She knows she's a ring general. She 100%. knows she's been doing this for such a long time mm-hmm. that she knows like, hey. We need to switch this up. You don't get that off Jericho, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ruby Riot, mm-hmm. uh, John Cena can do it. John Cena can do it. Edge can do it. Mm-hmm. These these like it, it's very rare that you can get a um, a performer who understands every aspect of what's going on to the degree where they can call a match in the ring on the fly. Because it's not just a matter of. Okay, calling the next move. It's understanding the story that you're telling, mm-hmm. grand scheme, mm-hmm. the story you're telling in the ring for that match, what's going on with the crowd, and what happened to cause this to have to be changed on the fly. Mm-hmm. Because in this, in the the instance of uh, Becky and Ruby and the prior experience that we were just talking about, it was a concussion. So you have to figure out, okay, how do we get to the spots we need to get to? How do we continue to tell the stories that we're trying to tell while not involving this concussed person too much because they're concussed? There's a lot to keep in mind for someone all on the fly. Mm -hmm. It's not a skill that every professional wrestler has, and it's not something that everyone can acquire. There are a select few who are really good at this. Kurt Angle, someone who's really good at this. Yes, he is. Um, like you said, the aforementioned Chris Jericho, the Edge, uh, um, Becky, the, the, the Cenas, the Beckys, Ruby's one of them. Mm-hmm. 
And but that that comes with with years of experience 100%. being on the indie scene. Because pe- people don't realize that she was on the indie scene as Heidi Lovelace for like a no, year. You know, uh, there's your f- obligatory Heidi Lovelace for the first twenty twenty of the year. Listen, I haven't had a chance to, to throw that out there. Like, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. She's been injured. I know. We may get one a week. <laughs> but I, all jokes aside, she knows what she's doing. 100%. And, again, I'm not really big on uh, Ruby Riot in terms of, like, her, her gimmick. Mm-hmm. But the girl knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She can definitely be a, a number two to... Okay, so let's break down the women's division real quick. In Raw? Before we move on, on Raw. Okay. You have your... Becky's your top. Becky's your top, but she's soon going to be in a program, hopefully, with Shayna Baszler. Okay, she's currently in the program with Asuka. I think that dies after uh, Elimination Chamber. Oh, which so is, she's currently. Yeah, but which is upsetting because it only gives you a month to build right. Baszler versus um, uh, Lynch. Mm. Fine, whatever. You have Asuka and... Uh, and Kyrie saying, mm-hmm. locked up in the, and I use this very loosely, tag, tag team, team division. division. And then you have Charlotte, who's going after the, and we'll get to that, we'll going after the, the NXT title. Yeah. And again, Stupid. Shade, your boy Shades, is right as usual, but we'll get to that later. Um, so, who else is in, who's also on Raw's women's division? Lana, Liv Morgan. Oh, hold on. Do not use Lana and the Raw Women's Division in the same sentence. Uh, Natalia, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Amber mm-hmm. Moon. She's hurt. But where I'm is she? I'm not sure what brand she's on. I know she's hurt. That's all I know. To make it look sexier, I'm going to say Amber Moon for Raw. Sure. I think she's on SmackDown, but sure. It's very possible she's on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nia Jax? Yes. Again, hurt, but yeah. Again, that's a thing that we don't really yeah, yeah, know yeah. where she's at, but you can... Right. Let, let's pencil... And then, of course, Ronda Rousey, because they're not going to put Ronda Rousey on SmackDown. Yeah, no. Out of everyone that we just named, moving aside Charlotte, Ruby Riot is easily a number two woman, in, in my opinion. She's better in ring than, than Becky Lynch is. Yep. So she could be your number one, mm-hmm. but the, the whole thing with her is... Um, I don't think Vince is sold on the whole... Um, I don't think Vince likes her look. Yeah, the whole metalhead tattoo thing. Right. Uh, I don't think that he's he's uh, big on that, so it's, mm. it's more like, I need somebody that's going to be attractive, and you're not attractive to me, so... Right. I, that's you're what I'm you're, I don't you're think, not a busty blonde, so... I don't think Vince likes her look enough to ever give her a sustained stay at the top. I think if... I if, mean, during her, first, her whole first run before she got hurt, they kept saying future champion she has the potential to be a champion Ruby Wright has champion written all over her don't know if they're ever going to do it though they, it, they'd be remiss not to they, they would be taking a huge step back if they didn't pull the trigger on Ruby Riot. I in my opinion she should have at least had one crack uh, a reign mm-hmm. as the NXT uh, champion dude don't even get me started on, on her she should have been she should have been Adam Cole it's <laughs> a little joke for you guys from last week. Whatever. Um, I think she should have. Who was? If I'm not mistaken, it was Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie say when she was down there at the same time, right? Uh, Kyrie and Oscar. She's not being Oscar. There's no way. 
Asuka uh, Asuka uh, drops the belt for injury uh, reasons. Ember Moon picks up the belt. Mm. Ember Moon drops the belt to Shayna Baszler. Correct. I think because uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Ruby Riot was a face in NXT. Yes. So she could have taken the belt off of Ember Moon, and then she could have dropped the belt to Shayna Baszler. And they could have had a very good feud going back and forth with each other, with uh, Baszler obviously coming out on top. So this actually transitions to what my point was going to be. The same way you said that you thought it was good and bad that she returned the way she did. I felt the same. Mm-hmm. Because I would have much preferred her come back as a face... I, I was the you know way what? she was in NXT because Thank in NXT you. she was a no nonsense, take no guff from nobody, badass chick. She's a metalhead. Metalheads don't take any any guff from anybody. That's how you know, and that's how she was. So like, I loved her character in NXT. I was gonna ask you uh, before you continue. It was like, would you which iteration of uh, Ruby Riot did you like more? Did you like the heel Ruby Riot? Or did I like prefer the face? face Ruby Riot, mm-hmm. but I also think her heel work is great. I think her heel work is fantastic. I agreed. I think if she does get the belt, she will be as a heel. Mm. I don't think Vince will ever push her as a face. Even if she does ever go face, it'll never be at the top of the card mm-hmm. because he doesn't like her look. Um, so that's... I, I wish she would come back as a face and go after... <laughs> Someone at the top of the card, like who? That's the problem. Natty. Everyone's like, oh, man, but, but Natty's a face. She would have to come back and face. This well, is why the Rumble would have been a good spot for her to come back. Yeah, because what is she? What is she gonna do now? You put her in a, in a program with Liv Morgan, but who's Liv Morgan? No offense to Liv Morgan, but in terms of the totem pole, who, who is she? She's bottom of the barrel. That's what I'm saying. If she lost to Lana last week... Two weeks ago. Yeah, whatever. Who is Liv Morgan? Right. Who, but who is she... Becky's locked up with, with Asuka. She, she would have been better suited to go on SmackDown. Where SmackDown doesn't really have a... Yeah, but sta- SmackDown is stacked. They're, they're, they're front-loaded. It is and it isn't, though. Bailey, Sasha, Lacey, they just have the Fatal 4-Way. Oh, you're using Lacey in there. Yeah, they have her there. Lacey, I wouldn't have her you there. You use Naomi, Carmella, former women's champions. I have Lacey cleaning toilets in NXT if we're up to me. Whoa, that's disrespectful. She's a former uh, Marine. Yeah, and she's a current pain in my ass. Jesus. That's... Is this how you feel about the uh, United States Marines? No, just Lacey. Just Lacey. Just lazy. You know, I'm just trying to, you know. All the respect to those who serve. Hoorah and all that. Semper Fi is, is the Marines. Hoorah is... Hoorah, Semper Fi, the whole nine yards. Whatever. Army. Just Lacey Evans, beat it. Get off my TV. <laughs> I'm still hoping that we get a Lacey Evans WrestleMania no, championship change. I don't want Lacey Evans on WrestleMania. I want her to go away forever. Who says we're watching WrestleMania? Touche. So that's... Again, so this is my issue. Trying to find someone for Ruby to go up against, but I would have much preferred her to come back as the NXT version of Ruby Riot. The no-nonsense, take-no-guff, badass chick who's going to you know stick up for people and who's going to you know beat up whoever gets in her way. Um, maybe if they waited a little longer... Let Becky and Asuka finish what they're doing, then you can have. Okay, yeah, you can have Ruby come back 
to face Asuka while defending or sticking up for somebody. I don't want to say Liv Morgan because that's too easy. You don't want to put them back together. Um, you can't do Natalia because they had the feud where she was mad disrespectful to Natalia and, and her dad. But, I don't know, something where Ruby is compelled to come back, to come out and, and rescue someone from Asuka and Kyrie Sane. And then you can have a Ruby and Asuka feud, which, tell me that wouldn't produce some really good wrestling matches. You can even have Kyrie, um, Kyrie Sane and Asuka defending the belts against... <sighs> I hate to use her, but she's not doing anything. Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot. You don't really... want to pair them. Because then you get stuck in the same wheel. You don't necessarily bring back the Riot Squad, but you kind of bring back the Riot Squad. Because who is Ruby Riot going to be uh, paired up with, you know? That's my thing. I don't know. Sarah Logan is the the easiest and the closest comparison to Ruby Riot in terms of, like, that quirky, like, uh, kind of left field out there. I'd rather Ruby stand on her own and be, like, the defender of all type. Because that's kind of what she was doing at NXT. Yeah, but, like, Mia Yim's that type now, so... In NXT. Hmm. No one's doing that on Raw and SmackDown. Lacey Evans is doing that on SmackDown. Because there's no heel running roughshod against people. That's you have a babyface uh, champion. Right. And on SmackDown, you have Bailey. They're all tied up. They're, the SmackDown women's division is clogged. I don't think it has to be... Os- heel Asuka has to be, like, bullying somebody for, like, three weeks straight. Uh, again, she has to be bullying like the entire locker room. No, what if, what if every week Asuka and Kyrie Sane are just beating up, jumping people, and everyone's like worried and they're looking there over their shoulder, and then Ruby comes out and lays the beats on both of them. I'll tell you what's wrong with that. There's not enough legitimate ta- female tag teams to to build. I'm a, not saying tag a, teams. A, um, a storyline. I'm not saying tag teams. I'm saying. Them together are just beating up singles women. So she beats up like a natty or something like that. They beat up on Nat- both Kyrie and Asuka beat up Natty. Then Kyrie and Asuka beat up Liv. Then they beat up Sarah. Then they beat up whoever's on the ro- whatever woman is on the roster one at a time. Bop 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 until there's no one left. They're all beat up. They're all tired of it. They're all like wondering what how they're gonna stop Asuka. Here comes Ruby Ride to save the day. I, I don't know. I'm torn because I go back to her heel work with Natty, and I was just like, I hated the, what they gave her. No, it was her some, some of the stuff was distasteful. It's, it's, but her performance she, yeah, as she, a heel was it was was really good. Hundred percent. So I would much rather her be a heel and take the belt off of Becky, but they're not going to do that because Becky's going to be in a, in a program base. So then my second issue is okay if she's going to come back as a heel, bring her back against someone with weight. Liv Morgan is nothing. But Raw doesn't Raw doesn't have that weight. Like you said, so then SmackDown's stacked. But if you don't have anything for her, then don't do anything. So then, then she just lays off on the sides. What difference does it make? She's been recovering anyway. Just give her another week or two. Figure something out. And then bring her out. Don't just there's nothing, do a Liv Morgan there's thing. No nothing, one cares. There's nothing to figure out. There's nothing to figure out. Becky Lynch is going to be in a program with Baszler. Charlotte's going to be in a program with Ripley. There's no... Natty. Liv Morgan herself just came back 
and her return has not been met with with fire because well, it's been hit and the miss. way they booked her with the whole uh, lesbian angle. That's what I'm saying. It so, missed. so you have someone who's just coming back, whose return has not gone great, and you're going to use her to launch someone else's return. No, does it make sense? What I'm the problem with the raw roster right now is that it's anemic. We used to say this about SmackDowns. It's mm-hmm. like it's anemic. Outside of uh, uh, Becky and and Charlotte, there's no believable women woman on the <clears throat> roster. It's like you know what? Oscar. Besides Oscar, yeah. That, and Kyrie saying to a point. To a, yeah, I agree to a degree. To a degree where we're like, you know what? They could be Raw Women's Champion. Other than that, it's just like, meh. Sarah Logan was was Charlotte in that program a couple weeks ago. Meh. Yeah. Ember Moon if she comes back and she's on Raw. Meh. At least Ember Moon has, like, her NXT pedigree to fall back on. I mean, she's uh, she's not my cup of tea, but she's entertaining Agreed. to watch. Agreed. So, that works for her. If you get Nia Jax coming back as a face... Oh, God, no. I hate face Nia Jax. Do you like heel Nia Jax? I mean, I don't like Nia Jax, period, but I prefer heel Nia Jax. I... And then you get heel Nia Jax and face Ruby Riot. But that would eventually be... Uh, that's a perfect feud because that's super... Naya, you have someone like Ruby who can work with a, 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 a botch machine that is Naya and probably not get hurt and teach Naya how to wrestle. I don't think that can happen, though. Oh, teach Naya how to wrestle? Well, at least teach her how to be safe in a program. Mm. Mm. We've mm. seen people carry other people to good programs. Mm. Unless she's as bad as, like, Ryback and and uh, Mr. Kennedy, who were just... R- Kennedy grew into his own as a wrestler. Well, tell it to Randy Orton. Well, <laughs> he was young and... Tell that to Randy Orton. Kennedy got pushed way too quickly, but you know what? Let's not go there. That's that's ruthless aggression era. Documentary coming soon. I can't wait for that. I... I'm not as eager as you are, but I'll watch it. Well, you didn't watch the ruthless aggression show. I watched, like, the first half. And then I dipped. Well, the first half was, like, the best half. Because I left in, like, 04, 05, something like that. That's when I started picking up. I think 05. I mean, are they going to mention Chris Benoit? How do you do Rules of Aggression without? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, they, they've done everything in their power to uh, make Crispin uh, a generic uh Did you character. watch the interview with uh, Chris Van Vliet and uh, Chris Benoit's son? No, I haven't. So his son wants to wrestle, and he wants to wrestle as Chris Benoit Jr. Yeah, I, I've heard about that, but I haven't read, I seen the interview. I think Bizzle actually said that to me recently. And uh, I, I don't think it's a good idea. I understand his perspective. He wants to honor his dad, but if you want to make it in the biz, that's not how you do it. I mean, I don't remember his son's real. What's his son's real name? Do you I remember? Don't remember? I know that his son has been. Um, He's been in and out of the business for years. Not even about that. It's more of um, he's been on this like crusade to prove his father's innocence, where he yeah. was murdered as opposed to, uh, it was a, a homicide suicide type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a, there's a Chris Benoit movie coming out soon. Really? I, yeah, I don't remember who's the director, but it's it's supposed to be like a a documentary. Uh, Remember the wrestler with uh, Mickey Rourke? Yeah. It's supposed to be like some to that elk. David Benoit. 
David Benoit. Okay. That's his and he looks exactly like him. Chris Benoit has strong genes because his, oh, yeah. his no, younger no, son sure. and, his, and David looks exactly like him. He looks just like him. But he wants to wrestle as, uh, I think, Chris Benoit Jr. I just, I don't, I don't know that it, like, I, I get it. He believes his father is innocent. In the, in the interview, he was saying that he didn't necessarily say he thinks it was, like, a double homicide, suicide, whatever the case is. But um, he, he kind of alluded to he didn't think his dad was the one who did it, mm-hmm. even if it means it was a CTE who did it. See, that's kind of what it, that's kind of what it seemed like he was alluding to. He was like, "That wasn't my dad." I I really wish they had the opportunity now to do the whole CTE thing on Chris Benoit. Well, they did. Did they? Yeah, that's where all this came out. Where they said that his brain was so battered and bruised, it was like that of like a ninety-year-old or something like that. That it resembled something of like a, an old dement, like dementia patient. Now, I, I I don't suffer from CTE. I don't know. I don't know the effects of CTE. Oh, I couldn't even pretend. Yeah, to so, understand what that's like. I, and I really don't want to go off on a tangent here with the whole Chris Benoit thing because we can spend an entire episode on. Oh, this. for sure. Um, but you know what? Let, let let's move on because I I really don't want to talk about the whole Chris Benoit thing. Okay. Like, I love him. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He was a horseman. He was a WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He was a World Heavyweight Champion in WWE. I loved. I One loved his in, technical, technical wrestlers, wrestlers of all time. Of all time. Um, in my opinion, he's on my route, Mount Rushmore of technical wrestlers next to Kurt Angle and Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, unfortunate uh, the circumstances of what happened, and I'll leave it at that. Like, I really don't want to dive too much into Chris Benoit because I think the man's innocent and. I, I, I'm a big time conspiracy theorist. I think Kevin Sullivan killed him. Let's move on. What? I. I. What? 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 Wednesday Night Wars. Let's move to the Wednesday Night Wars. Because. Uh, You're just going to say something like, like, like Kevin Sullivan did it and then try and walk away from that? Yeah. That's this is exactly what we're going to do. I don't even understand what world I'm in right now. You're in the Crispin Crispin world. What did this man just say? Oh my god! I just looked at your brother posting that uh, Daffy Duck. Um, oh my god, it's hilarious. Mickey, uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, Star Wars thing. It's absurdly hilarious. Yes, it is. Okay, so I, what else do we want to talk about on Raw other than the Ruby Riot thing? That's it. I think we can move on from frauds. Oh no! Excuse no, me. No. The um. Shades, the prophet, the return of the prophet. Oh boy, here we go. I said to you uh, in a private message, Ricochet is going to be the one who eliminates Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Now, Ricochet got the first assist, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. and Drew McIntyre eliminated Brock Lesnar, but mm-hmm. our boy, the one and only, the second one and only, Rick I'm Cockett. the first. What happened? We haven't called him Rakaka. Yeah, I know, but it kind of lost its 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 valor for me. Like, not for me. Rakaka is Rakaka. It lost its valor to me. Especially because I know Bizzle hates it. Does he? And I'm still mad at him. Yeah, it's not like he listens to the podcast anyway. Damn. All this moon out. How am I throwing so much shade? Damn. It's the glasses, baby. Got him. Ricochet wins a triple threat match mm-hmm. between Seth burning down Rollins mm-hmm. and Bob Lashley. Now, people are upset because this was their opportunity to get big, muscular Bob Lashley 
MMA guy versus big muscular MMA guy Brooklyn. You got to keep away from each other. At the Saudi show because it's not like anybody watches that anyway. It's not canon. I'm happy that we are not getting Seth Rollins versus Brock. Fine. Agreed. I would much rather Bobby Lashley be done with the whole Rusev thing, but it, it's kind of still... I think it's done. Rusev hasn't been on TV in two weeks. Well, it's smoldering right now. It's, it's, well, they, it's, the, there's they embers, have, but there's no flame right apparently now. Apparently they have nothing for him. That's why. You don't say. Yeah. The, the, uh, 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 a storyline that's been going on for four months. You have nothing left. You've gone through lesbian angles and, and marriages and divorces and, and he wants too much sex. You're done now. I thought this was supposed to go into mania. Thank God it's done. Well, when someone falls flat... Maybe I can start watching Raw again. <laughs> it actually hasn't been terrible. It's actually... Since they cut out this whole Lana Lashley, it's actually been pretty good. Yeah, relatively speaking. I mean, you still get the obligatory Rowan uh, right, exactly. squash match. Right. Uh, what's in the cage? Right. No one cares anymore. Right. You get the Alistair Black uh, squash match against a local town. Well, now his thing is he's no longer waiting for people to come look to him for a fight. He's going looking for a fight. Yeah, but you can't really look far enough. Uh, look for a fight pretty far when you're just in the ring. Then yeah. somebody has to come to the ring. It'd be great if Alistair Black's in the ring, uh, the backstage, just black masking everybody. Remember how sh- uh, I don't know if you were watching at the time when Shawn Mike was just like, "I'm not controversial enough," and he just starts oh, super kicking everybody, everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like just black, just black masking everybody. You know what's like my dream? Getting a black mask. No, watching him deliver one to Brock Lesnar. Hmm. 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 Imagine Brock's in the middle of the ring, celebrating whatever feeble person he just finished he conquering. Whatever, and then out of nowhere, boom! Black uh, mass. For me, it would be like lights out, lights on. Uh, uh, black sitting in the ring in the um, oh, uh, like the, the crisscross, the crisscross like leg position. <sighs> Was it the Indian position? That's what they call it. No, you can't call it that anymore. Native American position. It's called crisscross. That's it. Crisscross yeah. hopscotch. Oh, well, no. Crisscross applesauce. Yeah, there you go. I was like crisscross hopscotch. I was like, that's not, <laughs> that's not it. Uh, and he's just sitting there in the crisscross position, and Brock is sitting there like, what the heck's going on? And then he just kind of like, uh, Brock tries to attack him. He rolls back and does his thing. Gets up, boom, black mask. Brock falls like a ton of bricks. Rolls out of the ring, and oh that's it. Oh my god. That oh my, that would be amaze balls. But it won't happen because Vince won't do it. Brock is too Brock. Skinny guy beating my big muscular man? But if there's ever a way to launch Aleister Black to the top to be your next Undertaker, that's how you do it. I I, I don't think he needs to be your next Undertaker. What I think he needs he, to do is, is... I say that because they has a similar order. No, no, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, with what you're saying. What I'm saying is... He needs to stop beating uh, local talent enhancement. 100%. And he, ne- he needs to start bring- beating, like... Actual <sighs> performers? Who are at least mid-carders, at least? But who's your mid-card? The problem is that they don't know... Okay. They have... Their, they focus so hard on their top two storylines that they just don't think about the rest of the stories. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with people like Aleister Black, is that because he's not Brock, Seth, 
Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre, he's kind of left in the shuffle. And Alistair Black is someone who, if you're not going to have something for him, don't do anything with him. Because if you do something and you mess it up, oh, you, Alistair Black could be big money in the future. If you book it right. But how much further in the future? Hopefully sooner rather than later. So, so okay, so... But if, I, I think he could be a, someone like a Mark Calloway. I think he could be a linchpin in the company for a long time. The thing is, I, I don't need him undercutting a Drew McIntyre like Tavalon. No, 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 for sure. That's why, like, right now what he's doing is fine. He's biding time. But I'm bored with it, you know? The same thing with, like, Rowan and, and, and figuring out what's in the cage thing. It's like, you can only beat a jobber so many times. Where yeah, I'm just like, where's you know, Rowan okay. going, though? Where's Rowan really going? Well, on SmackDown, they pushed him to the moon uh, as Daniel Bryan's... Uh, Blackie. I was going to say muscle. And, like, then, and then he kind of, like... is not high. No, because he's not good on the mic. He's not good in the ring. He has one factor for him, and it's... Size. Big redwood. He's a big redwood. That's it. Like his his the height of his 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 career was one when he was a uh, a face and he was like I don't like bullying uh-huh. and then the second was uh, I I I I tried to uh, commit attempted murder on Roman Reigns. <laughs> Other than that, it's just like you're a bludgeon brother. You're you're a Wyatt family member. That's it. Like, he does not cares? have a high ceiling. Alistair Black has the highest ceiling in my opinion. On Raw or in general? General. I legitimately think he can be someone who could float in your top main event scene for years to come. I think Aleister Black has that. I think he got cut down too short with injury in NXT for us to get like a real body of work. Mm. But his work with uh, Andrade and, and, and Gargano and whatnot, I think that was really good. Mm-hmm. I wish we got more of it. I just think he has that it factor. His gimmick, his look... His his perform everything about him to me screams this guy could be big. He could be a superstar if booked properly. But that's the, that's the rub. Oh, that's the problem. If if booked, booked properly. properly, you know. And <clears throat> let's face it, WWE doesn't have a good track record of booking NXT guys properly. I mean, they pushed Balor when he first came up. He beat Roman Reigns on Raw and whatnot. He beat Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, and then he got hurt, which is unfortunate. That was it. But I, I never recovered. But what would it, what what they what would they have done with Balor post SummerSlam if he didn't? That's the problem. Is that there's legitimately no idea of knowing. They were it was a clean slate. They had just on the draft. We were like brand new, fresh sheet of snow. Mm-hmm. They could have done anything. No one had any inclination as to where they were going. And it just that injury cut everything down. Yeah. And then we got the Kevin Owens reign, which you know led to the festival of friendships. We can't really complain too much. We had the we got the list of Jericho from that. Exactly. And, and their their work together was <sighs> fantastic. I, in my opinion, the best thing on Raw. I mean. Anyway, let's let's move on to the next thing on Raw that I wanted to touch on, was. Apparently, all Latinos are interchangeable. Mm. Because when one gets suspended for 30 days, just call up Angel Garza from NXT. They're both brown. It's all the same. You speak Spanish? Yes. Uh, C. Huh. 
See, Mr. McMahon. You're brown? Can you grow a mustache? See, yeah. Mr. McMahon. Uh, Senor McMahon. Uh, all right, uh, you're in a match with uh, Umberto Carrillo, because I'm saying it like Vince. And they're playing this whole thing where, like, he's um, Umberto's cousin, and he's betraying like his cousin. Mm-hmm. And But, like, first of all, what is his relationship to Zelina and Andrade? Nothing. The fact that they're both Mexican. That, that, that's crap. And Zelina's not even Mexican, she's Puerto Rican. Exactly. So, he's going to replace Andrade for the next 30 days because he needs someone? As if Angel Garza was not in the middle of his own program in NXT? Sure, he just dropped the Cruiserweight Championship to Jordan, Dev- to Jordan Devlin, but... Well, it was a triple threat match, too. You're telling me he couldn't, he couldn't go into another program right afterward? He's been in NXT for like two seconds. He had the quick feud with Leo Rush where he became the champion. Well, he, and then let's, he dropped let's, the title. Not talk, let's, let's not uh, forget his introduction with the... Um, was the uh, uh, the mid card push or whatever I call it like? Oh, the um, what was it called? The Rising Star Tournament or something. Something like that. Like yeah, something to that effect. And in my opinion, looking at the entire bracket, I was like, uh, first match was Angel Garza versus Joaquin Wilde or something like that. Mm. And I was like, man, this Garza guy has like some charisma. Oh, for sure. He has some charisma. Hundred percent. They but they need to uh, build on it like. Not the way they did with Andrade and the whole party boy thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a good heel. Mm-hmm. Let him build on that heel stuff, and then he can come into his... He's the not, way they worked on NXT was perfect. He started as a heel, being arrogant, messing with Leo Rush and Leo Rush's family. Mm-hmm. And then once he won the championship, they used his relationship with his girlfriend, now turned fiance, to turn him face. Which I, and don't, it was I, I, don't, I don't like that. It, it worked though because they didn't they didn't make the crowd do anything the crowd saw him with his girlfriend and were like we like this guy now yeah but it's lame like like like, like an on screen proposal like, uh, it wasn't on screen no what I'm saying is like what I'm saying is like a proposal like no one cares about that man like that's, that's boring it worked for it worked for him and it worked for he went from dastardly heel to babyface in the matter of 30 seconds that took him to propose to his girlfriend in the ring And now, now he's on on Raw as a heel, as a pseudo Andrade. And it's like the Raw Raw's creating their own Latino division because it's Andrade, Humberto Carrillo, Garza, and Rey Mysterio, all in one feud. Who had a match against Garza? Like, are you serious? Or is that what we're doing right now? We're just getting all the beaners in one program? Slur right there. Where's Lucha House Party? We gotta we got finish it off. Around SmackDown. Vince will find a way. Oh, they're, they're all cousins and each other's lawnmower meet people, gardeners and mechanics and I don't know, deport somebody. Ugh. Can we move to the Wednesday Networks? Please, because now I'm just getting annoyed. So for another week. Racist ass. Another week. Not, uh, I guess in a row because. They're surging right now. Can't stop, won't stop. AEW beats NXT in the ratings, and I think the score is like twenty to two right now, or something like that. It's like it's a crazy number. It's a crazy lead. Uh, NXT this week, their numbers went up. Mm-hmm. As NXT, uh, as AEW's, uh, AEW 
Well, you know, let's start with this, the lower one. Okay. NXT had a 770, 770,000. Not, Not bad at all. Up from like 715 in the last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Respectable. AEW is up from like 800,000 or some, mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. to 928,000. 928, Creeping up. Creeping up to that milli. I, I said it last week. And if, if it wasn't you. for NXT being in uh, the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW, AEW easily cracks. You think? You think 1.1. You think so? 1.1 easy. The way they're getting there, man. And and with this week's segment with Cody, if they keep producing segments like that, they're going to crack a, a million by revolution, if not after revolution. What segment with Cody? You want to get right into it? Get right into it. So the main event segment of Dynamite this week was one of the three stipulations by MJF to Cody in order for them to have their match of revolution. The stipulations were as follows. A, Cody is not allowed to touch MJF at all before revolution. B, Cody is to face Wardlow one-on-one in a cage match. And C, he has to suffer... Ten lashes at the hands of MJF in the middle of the ring. So that's what we did this week on Dynamite. So we get in the ring. You have MJF with Wardlow, Cody, and a ref. Cody takes off his jacket, takes off his shirt. He's like, all right, let's do this thing. MJF says, I don't want to use my belt on you. I want your belt. Takes off Cody takes off his belt, hands it to MJF. MJF cracks the, he does the snapping, cracking belt thing behind him to scare him. <clears throat> then we begin. And he hits him with the first shot on the back. Crack! Woo, boy, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Because I swear I could. Cody feels it. He wins in pain. He looks right in, in MJF's face. Like he's going to, oh, boy, do I want to give you one. He's going to do it. Go ahead, hit me. He's like, no, I will, I will not. I will resolve. Doesn't hit him. Gets him with the second one. Wham. Hits the ground. The crowd gets behind Cody. Cody, Cody, Cody. He gets riled up. He gets up. Hits him with the third one. Wham. Hits the ground again. Now, after the second uh, lash came out, uh, Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny came out Chris Sabian, Came out Sammy Guevara and uh, Britt Baker. Ford. That was Britt Baker. No, it was Penelope. She was with uh, Kip Sabian. You sure about that? I'm almost 100% positive. Okay, anyway, whatever. Because why would Britt Baker be out with... Um, because she's a heel now. Yeah, but why would she be out with Kip Sabian if Kip Sabian and, and Penelope Ford have this the whole bad girl, bad boy thing? Anyway, whatever. So after the third whipping comes Arn Anderson. And Arn comes over to... To Cody and MJF is yelling at him, "You can't do anything. You can't save him. You can't save him. You can't save him, Arn. You can't save him. No, it was you can't save him, old man. You can't help him, old man." And I was just like, "MJF is one of the best heels in the business." So Arn just tells Cody, "You know, you're okay. You got this. Power through it, baby. Power Power through through it. You'll be all right." Cody gets up, suffers lash number four. Wait, and 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 these and these lashes are. They're loud and they're and they're they're happening. These yeah. are not being faked. Yeah, these are, they're not taking. They're not pulling any anything off these 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 hits. These are instant uh, red marks on Cody's back. Immediate. Fifty Shades of AEW. <laughs> After uh, 
the fifth lashing is when Dustin Rhodes comes down. Mm-hmm. Dustin Rhodes comes down, he gets into the ring, and he says to MJF, I'll take the rest. Mm-hmm. I got it. Let me finish for him. I'll take the last five. Because of course he does. Because any big brother, or even younger brother, but specifically big brother, mm-hmm. anyone will tell you that they would do the same. Mm-hmm. If they're watching their little brother taking lash after lash on the floor, damn near crying in pain, they're going to be like, forget it, I got this, let me finish this. And what does MJF say? That's not how it works. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. Get out of my ring and watch just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And just just healing it up to the the 10th power. And it's just like, man, he's the second best heel next to Chris Jericho. Oh, oh my God, without question. Cody, uh, uh, Dustin goes over to Cody. He's like trying to console me. He's like, yeah, you know, you got this. It's okay. I'm here for you. Cody has a look on his face like he wants to cry, but he's holding it in because he has to. He wants to cry. He wants to quit, but he's like, you know what? I got to get through this. So Dustin leaves the ring. Six and seven. Wham, wham. Back to back. Back to back. Just waba, waba. As, 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 a, as a Latino, we know what a papao is. And, and Cody got his fair share of papaos on Wednesday night. Boy, did he. Brought back PTSD for me. I was like, man, <laughs> I remember getting hit with that belt like ain't nobody business. Man, I saw the lashes six and seven. I said, no, I meant to do my homework. I'm sorry. I meant to do man, my homework. Like, I didn't mean to yell at you. I didn't mean to yell. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and every literally, we watched the video over 13 minutes, and that 13 minutes, it literally had you. What'd you say? It was uh, so the way Shakespearean. Yeah. So the way that the whole thing takes place. In, in a lot of Shakespearean plays, the climax tends to take place in a group setting, in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. All the main characters, or at least a majority of the main characters, are always involved in the main climax. Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, Romeo and Juliet, whether it's Othello, whether it's Macbeth, Timmy Caesar. the Shrew, Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. It's an, the climax is never just a one-on-one thing. It always involves an audience. Mm-hmm. And the way this was done was very Shakespearean in that sense. Mm-hmm. You had the heels as an audience on the stage. You had the faces who were coming down one after the other, who were trying to encourage Cody. Cody's suffering. He's he's uh, he's a martyr. He's he's suffering because he needs to because he's trying to gain something. He's he's um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a flawed hero because. It's his hubris that's allowing this to happen to himself. He, he's sacrificing he his wants, body for the greater he, He's cause. so eager at revenge, mm-hmm. which is a... It's not a positive character trait in a person to be so eager for revenge mm-hmm. that he's willing to take physical abuse for the sake of this. Mm-hmm. So that's... Again, this is very Shakespearean in the way that they're doing this whole entire thing. So we get to the point where even the young bucks come out and they're like, you can do this, you have a few left. And then he gets to nine... And Brandy comes out. Now, we can touch a little bit about Brandy in a little bit, but this, again, adds to the whole Shakespearean element where you have the wife and husband dynamic, which is always typically either very strong or entirely loose. And so she comes out and she's like, I love you. If I could do this for you, I would, but Mm -hmm. I can't. This is you. I love you. She's crying. And that gives him the power to stand up and turn around for the She's not necessarily crying, but she's got that that emotion in her face. And Cody looks at her. And like gets up, 
eats his his tenth one on oh, the, the chest. chest and collapses, <clears throat> and then uh, his his uh, nightmare family. They all get in the ring. Swarm the ring, and they're they're checking on him. And um, when they get him up, MJF, the one of the best heels ever, kicks uh, low blows r- Cody, and then runs out of the ring. Um, Takes all books t- into the crowd. T- t- books it into the crowd, and then goes up into uh, the upper uh, arena area. The faces from the locker room start to pour out. Uh, you, you know Chuck Taylor, and you don't see uh, Beretta with him. Uh, you don't see freshly squeezed with him. I mean, it was very quick that you saw who came down. You can kind of assume uh, that they were probably there. I mean, you can't even really make out who went down except right. Chuck Taylor. Chucky was the only one like, I saw off the bat. So it's like, okay, fine. And then they're like, oh, they're chasing, uh, they're chasing MJ up, MJF up the state, uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 arena. And then we don't know if this is kayfabe or a plan. Yeah. Somebody starts attacking MJF. They get pulled away by Wardlow. By Wardlow and a ref. Yeah. And it's like, is this is this kayfabe or is this like? I have no idea, no clue. Either way, I'm sold on it. You mm-hmm. know, it and added the, and another the crowd. Story. The crowd added to this because they were hook, line, and sinker the entire way through. Mm-hmm. They were with Cody, chanting Cody's name, up, you know, banging their feet, stomping their feet, trying to give him motivation, calling MJF an calling a-hole. MJF an a hole, saying Wardlow sucks because the eighth lash was handed over to Wardlow. And Wardlow decided, I'm trying out for the Olympics in lashing, took a massive step. Yeah, he put all put his power into that. All one. his power into annihilating Cody's back with the with the belt. So this whole segment as a whole, I wasn't sure how I felt about it to begin with. But once it I once I watched it, this was flawless. This is everything it should have been and more. You get the ultimate um, sympathy mm-hmm. for Cody as a babyface. You have massive heel heat for MJF. You want nothing more than to watch Revolution in hopes that Cody's going to pummel and this a- little MJF weasel gets his just desserts. into the ground. I mean, we kind of completely skipped past the whole Ward- Wardlow and, and Cody cage match. The mm. first... AEW cage match. Yeah, that's true. So, it, it, what they're doing is they're not, they're not only building a storyline, but they're building AEW in the process. I mean, mm-hmm. in my opinion, this is the best storyline that AEW has going right now. Which is funny because it tends to be every story that involves Cody is usually the best story going on in AEW. <sighs> Aside from the uh, tournaments, when he was working at the Jericho. That tournament. That mean that story was all anyone wanted to talk about. Aside from the tournaments, I cannot disagree with you. <clears throat> Cody, Cody, just it's it's amazing to me what WWE could not see in Cody. <clears throat> I always said that that Cody was the he's clearly he had the it factor. The only issue was he has a lisp, and Vince probably hates that. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't big enough to be mm-hmm. uh, a believable like. Well, he he looks great. His dashing Cody Rhodes thing was like fantastic. Um, his Stardust thing, he even made the best of his whole Stardust yeah. thing. Yeah, but like look at look at his physique compared to when he was in WWE. Uh, he's a lot more ripped, he's a lot 100%. more muscular, and you can just see that Cody's a thinking man's wrestler. He's constantly thinking about the story. He's thinking about 
How do we get from here to here and make this as good as possible? He's Dusty Sun. He's Dusty. He's absolutely one hundred percent Dusty Sun. Dusty Sun. Yeah. I mean, I got to watch. Uh, I had the Dusty, uh, you know, DVD. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the compilation of him and uh, NWA and him and WWE, which was, uh, and then him and WCW, which was again. Uh, <laughs> And he really hit his stride. You know, he had his stride in NWA, NWA for sure. And the storytelling with him and and Ric Flair and, mm-hmm. and and this whole like the Four Horsemen thing. Cody definitely uh, absorbed the. He's a student of the game. Storytelling from his father. Mm-hmm. Dustin's good. Don't get me wrong. He's not. He's not bad. You know, he had his first five star match in AEW with his brother, but very underrated in ring worker is Dustin Rhodes. And. He's always looked over because of the whole uh, gold dust thing. Right. If he didn't have that gold dust thing, I mean, I think he... He was the natural before. Well, yeah, the, na- the natural Dustin Rhodes. Well, D- Dustin Reynolds was... Dustin Reynolds, yeah. In uh, WCW. So, I mean... We've seen Cody on the Indies. We've seen him in ROH. We've seen him in... um, What the heck was... um, What cultures... Um, Defiant. It was no. WCPW. WCPW. We've seen him with with uh, Kurt Angle and, and that was a great and, um, match. Uh, Drew McIntyre wasn't Drew McIntyre in. Drew um, was also in WCW. No, but was it? What was his? Um, uh, Drew Gallows. Drew Galloway. Galloway was uh, his, uh, his real name. His real name on um, in WCPW and the Indie Circuit. So it's like we know that he can put on a. I'm, people give him like like flag. Oh, he hasn't really put on good matches. It's like. Uh, again, we we mentioned Kurt Angle and, and Drew Galloway and his triple threat with Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. which uh, New Japan doesn't really do triple threat matches, but was, in my opinion, a five-star match. Mm-hmm. Storytelling-wise and everything, it was, it, it, it was pulled together so <clears throat> perfectly. How can you not think of Cody as a main event guy? You guys didn't give him that opportunity to shine because you were pushing... Your your Triple H's and your Shawn Michaels still who mm. are well past their primes. Uh, Triple H's not well past his prime, but mm. still, you had Cody uh, su- subjugated to the the mid card, the IC title uh, scene. It was like, yeah, he brought relevance back to the belt, but I would have much rather him like Morrison in, in his prime push into that main event scene. Even if they didn't win, at least give them that rec- like that that just do, that recognition. You know what, though? I think he needed to go through that to get to where he is today. Yeah. Because this is the best version of Cody we've ever seen. And I think he had to go through all that he went through in WWE and the indie scene for him to get to where he is. So, like, I'm cool with... It's a shame that WWE never saw it. But if it got us to where we are now... Thanks, Vince. I guess for your buffoonery, because, like I said, having Cody where we are now is—he's arguably the best face in wrestling right now. And yeah, I love, I, I, there's no debate there. And, and I love how we're talking about his his story. So Cody's main um, attribute. As a professional wrestler, is storytelling. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question there, and I love that on this and this the same episode that we're that we're of this podcast we're doing. We're talking about different elements of what makes a great professional wrestler a great professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. We talked about the the ability to call a match in the ring, the the ring general, so to speak. Mm-hmm. 
well, professional wrestling isn't just being able to, you know, perform moves in order to get to a spot. It's also telling a, a, telling a story. Mm-hmm. And Cody is one of the best storytellers. Is he the technical magician that Chris Benoit was? No. Mm-hmm. But he's a fantastic storyteller. Is Benoit the storyteller that Cody was? Mm-mm. No. But he can run rings around you in terms of in-ring work. Like, these are all things... Being an in-ring general, being a technician, and being a storyteller are all three things that are needed to be a great wrestler. There are very few who have all of the, the grand package. Mm-hmm. But when you can display an elite level of either one of those, that's when you get cream of the crop wrestlers. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't, we don't, right now, in my opinion, we don't really have cream of the crop wrestlers. We have fantastic wrestlers, but there's no wrestler, like, 90s, you had your Bret Hart's and your Shawn Michaels, um, your Stone Cold's, your, your Rock's, your Triple H's, your Kurt Angle's, your Undertaker's. For me, right now you have good storytellers in terms of like Cody and uh, your again the best bout machine Kenny Omega who mm-hmm. can Oof. he pumps out five star matches like he's throwing out right. charity. Right. My question with Kenny is: Is he a ring general? Because I haven't seen that from him yet. Because he's never had to. to he's never to, had to do that. I mean, but he. <sighs> He clearly understands how to put together a match. I was going to say, he clearly understands how to put together a, a phenomenal match. But we've if, seen it with Okada. We've seen it with Ibushi and uh, and Cody. We've seen it in his uh, junior phase. He's really good at what he does, but he never he's never had to face like a on-the-fly like adversity. Right. Where he's like, all right, let's let's change this up. Where right. Chris Jericho saw that Neville... like. Broke his, ankle, ankle, broke his ankle basically and he's just like hey count to three and then done. use the fact that he was a heel to really get that heat going mm-hmm. um, so yeah like you know like you said Kenny has definitely two out of the three don't know if he has that, that in ring general right now Jericho has two out of the three he doesn't have the technical prowess at his age anymore. I mean, he's in his he's in his forties, pushing fifty. You know? Right. Um, is he capable to put on a five star match? Probably not. But is he, he get pretty close to it with his storytelling? If Jericho gets to a five star match in this current part of his career, it'll be because of the storytelling. Much like Cody and Dustin was voted PWI's match of the year purely on its storytelling. Mm-hmm. The match was fantastic. Not from it wasn't Okada Omega technical masterpiece. It was the Rhodes brothers telling a story masterpiece. So you know that's that that's that's the difference. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's this is why I love professional wrestling because you can be so good in one aspect. And still be thought of as a being amazing without having something that somebody else has. Mm-hmm. You can have a Kenyan Okada in the same conversation as the Rhodes Brothers match. You can have, you know, Kenny, Jericho, Cody, Becky Lynch, Ruby Ryan, all in the same conversation. Chris Benoit, all in the same conversation for entirely different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's I love professional wrestling. It's so good. 
the double-edged sword. You, you, you love 100%, it, 100%, and then you hate 100%. it. 100%. I love it until I have to watch Raw SmackDown. Anyway, let's move on to... to SmackDown. No, we're just going to skip over NXT. Oh. And the return of the Velveteen Dream. D-R-E-A-M is... You're going to skip over Charlotte, Bianca Belair, and, and Rhea Ripley getting into it, where Rhea and Bianca Belair team up just for the sake of being NXT. And, again, just shows that the Prophet has returned. <laughs> Charlotte and Rhea Ripley going into a program, so probably going to WrestleMania, because why not have less of a schedule, get paid the big bucks, and still be a champion? Talk about booking yourself into a hole. Yes and no. There's no right way out of this. Yes, it is. Yes, there is. And I, I, Candice LeRae. What about what? She's gonna interfere in the match? No, you dummy. What's wrong with you? Candice LeRae is mm, potentially your top babyface on the roster, uh, and NXT's women's division. Okay. She's been other than Rhea, yeah. Well, Rhea, she was that UK girl that came over. Yeah. Candice is your home, home, home quotes, grown, homegrown talent. Quote, unquote, super, quote, unquote. Yeah, very super. <laughs> PWG might have something to say about that. Candice LeRae has faced adversity against EO, and, and she's lost to Shayna true, Baszler true. and all this other thing. So it's like, can she win the big one? Similar to, to Gargano. It was like, can Ooh. they win the big one, you know? Ooh, that's dangerous. You really want to run parallel storylines? No, 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 no. That's not what I want. Okay. But... Because you, you know they'll do that. Oh, just like her husband. Ugh. Have they ever mentioned that uh, Gargano and, and... Only when she first signed. And she kept coming out to, like, console him whenever he got beat up by Ciampa. I mean, I know that when uh, Gargano won the, the NXT Championship, she was out there with uh, Ciampa, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they don't really allude to her. Not anymore. Not anymore. His boo. Not anymore. You can have LeRae really move up the ranks and then her take the belt off of Charlotte in a everyone would pop for that because they love Candice LeRae that would be great that would be also I mean there's no other baby face that's like believable like Mia Yim Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox isn't ready I agree but they 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 love Tegan Knox. You could tell how much. I mean, they're Tegan big. Knox. They're big on her. Yeah. And if she didn't get hurt, she definitely wins the Mae Young Classic. To the moon. Yep. But she got hurt. Both you know, times. If my aunt had back hair, she's my uncle. You know. <laughs> I think we have Charlotte beat Ripley at Mania, or uh, NXT Tampa. I, I guess that or Florida, whatever the hell they're calling it. And then you have. It's most likely going to be at Mania. I don't. I don't think so. Why would you have your rolling? I champion think it's going to be a dusty finish. A dusty finish, you say? I don't. It doesn't mean there's no. You can't. She can't lose. She can't win. You can't. You can't. She can't lose to Rhea. Elaborate, please. She can't lose to Rhea. That's like we all understand that. Dur. Or oh, I miss the massive rub if she does though. That's the rub of all rubs. But Oscar was Oscar was, was hotter than Rhea was now, Lurking and she mistakes. and she tapped out. Uh, she was ready. Uh, Charlotte was ready for Oscar. This is very true. You know, this is like, very true. We had Charlotte beat Oscar at WrestleMania. Has Charlotte lost at WrestleMania yet? I don't think so. No, she yeah, lost last she year. She lost last year. We were there. Um, 
But I was talking about like a singles match. She, or uh, no, never mind. She was uh, in the triple threat. She was in the triple threat. That she the, won. Mm-hmm. She was in the triple threat last year that she lost. She was against Oscar. Uh, she was in a singles match with Oscar that she won. I don't remember the year before that. Oh, she beat Trish Stratus. No, that was at SummerSlam. God, I can't stand Charlotte. So, why not have Candice LeRae beat Charlotte? Charlotte goes back to the main roster, I, and you have Charlotte. I just don't think Charlotte should be the NXT champion again. I don't think she should spend any time down there. And I don't think they would send her down there. Vince loves her too much. Or is he trying to pawn her off on trips? No way. Are you kidding me? No way. Vince loves this woman. And he owes her promises and all this other hullabaloo. I don't know, man. With Baszler potentially coming up to the main roster, there's the the, the main event team is not big enough for multiple women. Also, though, so someone will get buried like they always do. You're going to bury Becky, the whole man thing oh, that no. you've been building literally for an entire year? You're going to bury Shayna Baszler, who was the last woman eliminated in the women's They did Rumble? it to Asuka. Shh, I'm not done. They did it to Asuka. If they can Who's... bury Asuka, they'll bury anybody. Shayna Baszler, who's also close friends with Ronda Rousey, who's been who was on uh, Corey Graves after the bell saying uh, she wants to return soon, but you know, like she's going to return on her terms. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm just saying, man. The whole Charlotte Rhea everything to me is a mess. It's a booking mess, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? They deceit themselves. They uh, they, they yep. paint, painted they themselves into a corner. Exactly. They painted themselves into a corner. They not, now they don't know what to do. And then, before we even wrap up this episode, we gotta talk about SmackDown and the amazing montage. Well, the montage we'll we'll save for last. Okay. I, what I want to do is move straight to the the end of SmackDown, where you had the Fatal Four Way for. A chance to face Bailey for the Smackdown, SmackDown Women's, Women's Championship. Championship. You had your four women: uh, Carmella, mm-hmm. Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. Naomi, mm-hmm. and Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Now, history shows Naomi and Bailey got into a kerfuffle last week. <laughs> of course, Naomi should win. This is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. But they don't go that route. They mm-hmm. swerve us mm-hmm. and. Carmella hits two super kicks on Naomi to pin her and win, and now she has oh, a title opportunity. Is this essentially like a Money in the Bank where she can choose whatever date? Not like mid match come in, but I don't know, bro. Is this a, uh, a an elimination chamber match? Like I, I I don't know. See the you know what I think? I think they're trying to figure out if they can have this match at Super Showdown. What match? Bailey and Carmella. I think that's why they're keeping it ambiguous. If they can get them to agree to have the match at Super Showdown, they will. Well, speaking of Super Showdown, we're getting uh, William Goldberg versus The Fiend. In an amazing performance by Bray Wyatt as and a newscaster. Showing that he has absolutely zero acting chops, Bill Goldberg, <laughs> sitting in his garage with his Bowflex behind him. With like, his two, in between two cars, muscle cars. His patented your next uh, hey fiend your next catchphrase like no his that whole setup was so like do you testosterone much like compensating for something Bill two sports cars and a bullflex behind you hm, I am man 
with muscles. Vroom, vroom. All right, we got it, bro. That's, like, that's, that's what on every man's mind. Boobs, um, a bow flex machine, and muscle groups. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> In that order. Specific order. Wake up, man. I need my bow flex. <laughs> Now I need to see some boobs. <laughs> uh, I can car. do that. I can do that by driving around on my muscle car. <laughs> Stupid. So dumb. <sighs> and this is probably going to be set for uh, a Saudi show. No, well, yeah, they said it's going to be the. Uh, you were in the restroom. They put up a graphic. It's going to be for the Super Show now. So I didn't have a good Universal title run, so I'm coming after the Fiend again because Brock Lesnar's so uh, wrapped up with Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. And I was Mark? like, um. So? Okay. As of right now, the Super Showdown card is uh, Brock versus Ricochet, Bray versus Goldberg, Roman versus Corbin again. In a cage match this time. Um, no, we don't have to cover that. Um, so, on, and on Thursday afternoon, I was like, yep, glad to not gonna be watching that. When's the next uh, Saudi show? Super Showdown. No, when? Like, what date? The 27th. Um, uh, of this month, in two uh, weeks. So, a day after your 30th birthday. Yo, whoa, whoa, whoa! Simmer down, buddy! The disrespect. No, that's not... Am I not correct with I don't know. Yo no hablo inglés. With the facts that I am spewing? ¿Qué? ¿Qué? No sé qué estás diciendo. I don't speak... Uh, what did um, ACH say? I don't speak that beady beady bomba. <laughs> I, I can't even see the, the the match car for this. You know what? Oh, here it is. Wikia. WWE in Saudi Arabia. That's not what I wanted, but whatever. It's literally WWE logo and palm trees with two swords. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Super Showdown 2020. I think That's we only have I... two matches already confirmed for... Oh, excuse me. I have four matches. I just, I just listed them to you. The, the tag match. The, the New Day versus uh, The Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Uh, Brock versus Rick Rockett. Yeah. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus uh, Oldberg. Yeah. And Loman Lanes versus King Corbin. Corbin. That's what I said. Okay. Stupid. Still not good enough to be watching. I'm not watching. On a flipping Thursday, but whatever. It's a, it's a leap year, right? It's not we good enough to watch ever. Mm. And how. And how. Well, Shades. That's my name. Don't wear it out. You know, in professional wrestling, there are good seeds. And in our case, we're a couple of bad seeds. <laughs> but no matter what, they all contribute to the beautiful tree and garden and eventual forest. There we go. Finally. That well, is I, I'm, I'm professional to, wrestling. Have them get my forest in now. Eventually, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So... Give me your bad seed Ooh, of the bad week. Seed of the week. Yes. Starting off with the B A D. The B A D. My bad. My bad seed goes to SmackDown. As a whole. As a whole. Okay. As, aside from the 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 Otis montage, I was <laughs> I was not involved and in, entertained at all. Like, right. Nothing captured me in. Nothing. I, I wasn't enthralled. Okay. It was. It's on. You ain't got nothing to do. I mean, we did have something to do. It was the ranging? It was on. I wish we were watching that instead. 
but it's it's something to do between eight and ten on the Friday if you're not going out. Yeah, yeah. You're doing a podcast about wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Sure enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But that, that that's my bad seed, Mister Thrill. Give me your good seed. Ooh wee. Um, I have a serious good seed, but I'll let you have the serious good seed, and I'm gonna have the silly good seed. My silly good seed is the Otis montage. Actually, that was my good seed. I thought you said you were. No, no, no. I, I knew because I knew that that was going to be your good seed. So I was like, you know what? Montage is my good seed. But you know what? Uh, we're on the same page, which is good. The <laughs> It's so ridiculous. So I typically am not a fan of Otis. But, but montages. But, but this thing with Mandy Rose has been growing on me. And the montage that they put together like a, this like week. A, like a tumor. Was hilarious and amazing. It had like 80s style hair metal in the background. The transitions were like these 80s style squares. And the and the montage itself was so ridiculous of Otis and Tucker trying to get Otis ready for his date with Mandy Rose on Valentine's Day next week. Just so good, so funny, so absurd. That's my good seed for the week. It's silly, not my real good seed, but I'll 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 be a goof for the day. So my good seed, like your good seed would most likely have been, was AEW's segment with MJF, Wardlow, yes. and Cody. Uh, Cody. The Ten Lashes. And, Arn, and the Young Bucks. Literally and ha- half your roster coming out. <laughs> the, the, the absolute hook line. I, I, if I'm a fish, that caught the bait easily. Boom. Hook yep. line and sinker. I'm on your boat now. Yep. Everything about that segment, the storytelling, the the the, the storytelling, the storytelling, uh, the storytelling, and the storytelling, <laughs> which is all important because that's exactly what you need, especially in a feud like this, mm-hmm. where Cody can't really touch MJF until they get to Revolution. Revolution, yeah. Storytelling is everything, and mm-hmm. this is the hottest storyline, in my opinion, in professional wrestling right now. Yeah. Cody eating. Ten legitimate mm. lashes mm. was you feel sympathy and you want him to power through it also and you got everybody yep. coming out giving him that like the freshly squeezed the thumbs up yeah like hey you're going to get through this dude like you got one more you got two more mm-hmm. you, let's get through this and then when Brandy came down because Brandy's usually she plays the heel with Kong mm. and it wasn't. Brandy, uh, the chief brand officer, you know? Mm-hmm. It was... And it wasn't Brandy, the leader of the Nightmare Collective. This it was, was Brandy, Brandy, the wife right. of Cody. Right. Like, hey, baby, we can get through this. I wish this was me instead of you. You have one more. Let's do this. And he just, for lack of a bit, hulks up and yeah. just eats that, that one off the... Right across the chest and then collapses. And that's when this... Had me, mm-hmm. everything. It, it's great because by the time it was over, I literally thought myself like, I hope he like squashes him on, on at Revolution. And what did I? And say? obviously he's not gonna squash him. And what did I because say? Because you want to have a good match. Mm-hmm. But the I was so emotionally invested in this that even while I'm trying to like logically book it as like a wrestling, whatever I want to call myself, I'm still like squash him. I hope he squashes him. It doesn't make any sense. Of course he's not going to squash him. What's the first thing I said? I was like, and Cody would still put MJF over at Revolution. 100%. He would still put him over at Revolution. Yep. 
If Cody beats him, it's not going to be a two-second match. Nope. It's going to be 20 minutes. It's going to be a grind out. He's going to have to hit him with, like, two uh, crossroads. With the second one being, like, slow, delayed. Like, he's going to hold it for a while, look him in the face, and then hit it for the three This match, I I wouldn't... Don't be surprised if somebody gets busted up. I can see that. I can see that. Don't be surprised if somebody gets busted up. Most likely Cody, because... I hope we don't... I hope... I don't need a faucet. If it's gonna, I'd prefer it be the hard way. If anything at all, I don't want a blade job. But either way, uh, we don't need Dustin. Exactly, we don't need Dustin. We don't need Eddie. We don't need Cena. Uh, Muda, because he mm-hmm. invented the scale. Um, Muda's forehead looks like a Chris, like like a uh, what's that game called? Tic Tac Toe Board. Tic Tac Toe. <laughs> if if MJF loses, I would much rather. MJF uh, blade and, and at least bleed a little bit to to tell the story a little bit more. If Cody wins, uh, Cody loses. Excuse me. I would much rather uh, Cody be busted open, uh, where MJF kind of like does the heel thing where he takes Cody's blood and like wipes it across mm. his chest as a mm. like I'm the alpha now type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when's uh, was two two three weeks from now? Sunday the 29th. So. Two weeks from now, we have uh, Revolution. So Saturday the twenty ninth. Sorry, Saturday. Yeah, AEW does pay on Saturdays because they appreciate their fans, like and they appreciate us because we get to at least rest. The That's next what I'm day saying. To we appreciate them. So I mean, I'm looking th- out of the entire pay per view right now. Uh, screw Moxley and Jericho. I'm looking forward to this because this has the agree. the meat and potatoes uh, of. The I'm more invested dish. in this. Than any storyline I've any been invested in for a while. Now, I'm fully invested in the whole hangman thing. Yeah, but, but this is like where I really this is where I'm at. The hangman thing is for it's us. A slow it build. should be a, it should be a slow build. It shouldn't be pushed really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should see the descent in uh, which we're seeing little by little. He's you know the descent is there, but I, I don't think they should lose the titles. Uh, so I don't soon. think so either. I don't think so either. Uh, maybe. Maybe a double or nothing. They they lose it to the blade and the butcher. Is that the next one after Revolution? I don't know, but I think that's safe. That's one of their bigger pay per views. You know, like that's their all in. When did they do double or nothing last year? Was it in July? June. Maybe I think yeah, because I think the the tickets they did all out two in September. September again. I think it's in June because. Um, I think the tickets go on sale in February for a, um, hold on one second, double or nothing, boom, uh, May 20, uh, May 23rd, 2020, so even closer so than May. So a couple of months? Yeah, so that would be the next one. February, March, April, May, yeah, it's the next quarter. Yeah, I, I can see them dropping the belts to the Blade and the Butcher at that. A double or nothing? Yeah, and then the Blade and the Butcher hold the belts until... The Bucks. Maybe All In. Or was it? They're all, gonna do out. all Out. They're going to do All Out right now, All In. Yeah. Uh, they, they dropped the belts to the Bucks at All Out. I can see that. You go through the summer as uh, tag champions. Okay. And then, in my opinion, them running roughshod over the tag team division. The Bucks should hold the belt for like at least six months. Minimum. And then they dropped the belts to uh, Jurassic Express. I think either way, whatever, however which way Kenny and... Hangman dropped the belt or the 
Bucks get or drop their belts, they have to involve each other. Mm-hmm. Somehow, in some capacity. The Bucks have to be involved in Hangman and Kenny losing it, or the other way around. Uh, what, do you, what if you have a triple threat match with um, the Bucks, Hangman and Omega, and the Blade and the Butcher at uh, Double or Nothing? Okay. And uh, you, that have, you have uh, the Melter Driver onto um, Hangman? Sure. Ooh. At, which Ooh. would first further the descent for Hangman. And they win the tag titles at Double or Nothing as opposed to having uh, the Blade and the Butcher be transformed champion. Instead of that, how about Matt is holding him, ready for the Melter Driver, and Nick is like, no, 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 it's Hangman, we can't, no. And that delay allows the Butcher and the Blade to get in, hit their finisher on, on whoever, while the other one gets distracted out, one, two, three. And that's how they win. Because then Hangman and Kenny did not lose their titles. Matt and Nick lost their titles for them. Which would further dissent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a thousand ways we can we can spin this. And I'm interested to see how, how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Anyway, I think that's going to wrap up our episode this week. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Just grab apples to apples. Just grab apples on number two. two apples. Or you've been listening to us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Either way, as long as you're listening, that's all we care about. As always, don't forget to check out our social media pages, facebook.com and twitter.com slash grapples apples. Again, that's grapples on number two. two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to put us in as many ears and eyes as humanly possible. I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined by my main man, my head of life mate, to my side. The man of the hour, man with the power, too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top, yup, boy, shades. Don't forget to listen this week, next week, and every other week, because an apple a day keeps bad wrestling away. Peace, peace, and love.